Welcome to the Mel Hover Podcast, episode three. How you doing? I'm Mel. I'm here as always with Luke and Elle. How's it going, guys? What's going on? Hello. Very well, thank Good. you. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm lovely. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Someone finally cares how you are. I know. Oh, it's only taken eight years of being here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's lots going on as always. The current issue of Metal Hammer is still out there in shops right now. If you haven't get it, what the hell are you doing with your life? We have <laughs> awesome exclusive interviews with the likes of Nightwish, Epica, Lacuna Coil, Arch Enemy, Merca, many, many, many more. It's on sale now. It's very, very special. We're very proud of it, so go pick it up. Uh, also, don't forget that the Metal Hammer Tour featuring Trivium, Code Orange, Venom Prison, and Power Trip is edging ever closer. It's basically weeks away, mates. Basically weeks. weeks. What's going on? We're excited. I'm excited. I'm on that. So you should be. What's been going on this week? What have you been up to? I went to see Eamon Ra Ooh, last week. That? It was... I mean, ugh, how was that? It was bleak and nasty and horrible. It was, you know, yeah, it was weird in that we were talking about protecting our hearing last week because it's probably one of the loudest gigs I've ever been to. Oh, really? It, really? it was ridiculous. Where was it? At Heaven oh. uh, in London, which for those who don't know, is a big club and it's got a wicked sound system, but Boris, who opened were fucking ridiculously loud like it was biblical like it, it was because there's two types of Boris as people might know there's the sort of jingly jangly <laughs> indie Boris no. yeah or there's like the, the doom Boris who just crush and kill everything and it was the doom Boris that turned up and they played for like 90 minutes and everything was just turned Supporting. up to like 13 yeah Boris played a 90 minutes support yeah yeah it was, they were on oh, for, it, was, it was almost like a dual headline set they built that oh, okay, but it okay, felt okay, like okay. Boris played for longer than Amy Roth Wow. And they went on for ages, and it was so fucking loud. There's uh, a lot of low end in that. Yeah, and then I think I get Boris. I was just a bit like, this is this is nonsense. Not for uh, you. Not really. <laughs> like, I don't even smoke. I went outside in the cigarette area just to like hang out with people that I know. I was just like, I'm not. I'm really not hanging a passive out. cigarette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather slowly die. Wow. But other than Amy Ra came on, and it was just fucking brilliant. Like, I keep saying how they're. Long... You've been all over them for years now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Amy Ra a bit for people who aren't familiar with them? Yeah, if you don't know, I guess they're sort of post metal, I guess, but it, but you know, with sort of despairing screams over the top rather than you the know, best kind. Yeah, rather than just instrumentally led, but it's really, yeah, it's really sort of slow and building and brooding and nasty and horrible, and they've got these big like projections that overlay everything of just sort of like rivers and frost and all these just hor- you know barren landscapes and everything and that it's just metal as fuck yeah really basically. fucking metal <laughs> and yeah that, they don't talk to the crowd or anything they just come on do their thing and leave and wow. it's really fucking good amazing I had a lovely time brilliant definitely another band uh, to kind of keep an eye on they've been going on for years now but kind of feels yeah, like yeah. they could be on the press like their sixth album I think could be on the edge of kind of uh, breaking out of that that scene of bands I think I hope so excellent what's been going on in the world of metal this week then Tool are apparently going to be recording the new album in March do we believe them for a fucking second <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm convinced move on <laughs> I don't know I don't you know, know what to think they've anymore. done a lot yeah. of work on it by now, presumably. So it's just, I presume it's just the last stage to go, hopefully. Well, but we don't actually it. know that they've done a lot of work on it because <laughs> every single member comes out and contradicts each other whenever they're asked about it. So no, I, I think know. they're just usually oh, you've probably still been keeping a closer ear on it than I have. But. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just rolling along, isn't it? And hopefully we'll see it at some point. But I'm sure they're all completely sick of it because, uh, you know, obviously Danny's done Legend of the Seagullman and. Maynard's busy with Perfect Circle and I think a new Pussifer record's coming at some point. So they're probably all sick of being asked about it and I think it's just kind of rolling along in the background and maybe one day we will hear it. Is it going to be 12 years this year? Yeah, 10,000 yeah, days. So time. we are now into 
Chinese democracy levels of when is this album coming out? Which when you think of kind of what the kind of whole mythos of Chinese democracy became, it came like it became like the biggest on-running joke in rock and roll. Like it was never going to come out. And Tool are now in that time frame. It's insane. I mean, well, I don't know. Again, it's probably the least biggest Tool fan in here. I do still like them, but you guys are definitely um, more on it than I am with those with that lot. I kind of think. What 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 are you going to want from a Tool album in 2018 to justify a weight like that? Because the scene's moved on a lot since they've been around. It has, but then they also just have that really unique sound. A lot of people are, have been influenced by Tool because they are so unique. So when they come out with something, it's still going to be something that's unique. It's still going to sound like Tool and not sound like someone else, I'm sure. I think Maynard's done so much in that time. He has done so much of his own stuff has done Pussifer and he seems to sing lower now and it seems to be kind of more like a measured tone and seems to be almost meditative in places so I think his vocals will definitely be different but the other guys write the music so who knows what we're going to see really I'm not convinced that they know what the fuck's going on to be honest I don't don't know we'll find out one day maybe who knows Uh, what else is going on this week what's been happening Luke well I don't know whether you saw it. I think it was on Instagram. It looks like Behemoth are recording, obviously, yes. obviously the new the new album, which is yes. amazing. Yes. Uh, but it looks like they've got a kids choir oh. in, involved. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, for one of the songs, so it could, that's out. I mean, that's mm. well. Okay, I, I can only presume if it's a kids choir, it's not going to come out sounding like a Christmas carol. Like, no. that's going to be eerie and weird and fucked up. And I am fully here for it. To be fair, I watched the video. Do you guys see the video? I haven't um, yet. No. Yeah. So he's. Nurgle's sitting on the floor conducting these kids and he's kind of like getting them to repeat things like something about Jesus Christ and something else that's quite biblical and it's sort of quite dramatic it's not kind of a this is who we are Rob Flynn style choir sort of like (laughs) let's not go back talking about (laughs) I didn't dislike that (laughs) what I didn't dislike it what the what song I forgot what that song it's the last song on Locust, oh, not right? to Locust. Yeah, this is who we are. Everyone was shitting on it. Or when that came it out, it sucks. I didn't. This, uh, fine, mate. I'm obviously a, a sucker for a kid's choir. Apparently, oh, <laughs> mate, I can't be doing with that. That's a. That's a. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, he was sitting on the floor with these like kids, that. and it was sort of like story time with Nurgle, except he was telling them to yell out things about Jesus Christ, and uh, in English. And uh, it's quite cute. There's this little girl who looks like she's. I don't know, maybe like six years old or something looks a little bit confused but is sort of obeying his commands um, <laughs> well she's going to hell now so. yeah, well he actually said thanks in, Nurgle he said in the post like thanks to the parents who let me do this because you know it's a bit of a big deal to have your child on a satanic metal record isn't it really yeah I mean I think it's going to be um, I, the, the idea of a proper choir being on a behemoth album just I, I, I'm so excited by that there really aren't many albums I'm as excited about in 2018 as a new mm. Behemoth album I have every confidence it's going to be a landmark record for their man for the scene so bring it on if they bring out a choir live as well it's going to be fucking amazing I'm oh, not sure if it's that kind of choir though it's sort of like you know yeah, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves five or six kids sitting, <laughs> on, Do this. sitting on a few chairs while he sits on the floor and sings some songs I think it's more well, like the... no I think it, it's very sweet but I think it's more like you know have that child's voice and that kind of innocence in it I don't think it's like okay. a full on you know like massive choir type deal like you get on Dimu Borgir or you're I don't right. know what other bands have choirs Pink Floyd Pink Floyd <laughs> <laughs> your reference oh, points are strange today well, <laughs> Bring Me The Horizon did Royal Albert Hall and they had a choir you know but it's yeah. not quite the same I don't think choirs and metal mate 
I'm telling you now. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Um, and what else is happening? Corey Taylor is apparently in the process of writing lyrics for the new Slipknot album. Yes. yes. Luke's a bit excited about that. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how the hell he manages it. Because he's, he's in the <laughs> yeah. middle of this current Stone Sour cycle, really, isn't he? That's yeah, still going to go until the end of this year, at least. And he's got to... I mean, uh, if you have, anyone who ever has listened to Corey talk about you know, dividing time between Stone Sour and Slipknot and everything else. I mean, he has to get himself in a very specific headspace to start thinking about Slipknot. So I'm very interested by the fact that he feels comfortable enough to kind of be going there now. What's he going to write about, Luke? Well, I don't know. I imagine yeah. the world. But, <laughs> but it's weird because when I spoke to him last year, he was saying he wrote the Stone Sour record while on tour with Slipknot. Mm. So he could just be... I, t- I bet they were stoked about that. Yeah. What are you doing, Corey? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, so, <laughs> just, oh, just, just doodling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a doku. But didn't Clown say last year that they were that he was already demoing stuff with? Yeah, Jeff. he did. Yeah. So there's obviously yeah. so there's obviously music floating around for months now. So Corey's yeah. maybe been work, you know, probably not sitting there going, right, here's twelve songs. Yeah, no, no. But I mean, we've kind of been here before with Slipknot, haven't we? Like. Corey obviously goes off and does his thing and all, I mean all of them have a shit ton of stuff going on as yeah, well yeah. but it kind of I think nobody's kidding themselves in thinking that this is a band at the point where they're always together when they're writing stuff and they're always kind of on the same page all the time and you know these are I guess well nine again very mm. distinct personalities all bringing something different they're all going to be writing all over the place across the years that come between Slimmer albums and then at some point they'll finally get in a studio together and and smash it all out. I feel ready for a new Slimmer album. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm, but it'd be interesting to see how much input V-Man and Josh have, or not Josh, Jay have on the writing, whether it's just clown saying, here's what you're playing now. Yeah, so it's a tough one. I don't know. They're both, they're both fucking decent writers and decent yeah, 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 musicians. Um, you know, you don't get that job without knowing your shit. So... I don't know, yeah, interesting. Again, another one where so I'm not quite sure what I want from a new Slimlight album. That's why it's fucking angry, I think. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key. Because the last one was good at points, like Custer was a wicked tune, but bits of it were just like, oh, okay, it's not as full of piss and vinegar as you know, Iowa and I kind of felt like that album, um, The Grey Chapter, was a really good album, but it felt very out of sync to me. Like the pacing of it was very odd. And yeah, it, for it like someone's press down shuffle. And sped up at odd points and it didn't quite fit for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, another one to look out for. Uh, I would imagine that might come next year, but I no that. idea. I'm pretty sure Corey said it's coming 2019. Mm. I'm pretty sure I read that. I'm making some weird noises today. I don't know what that was. Um, it was yeah. a slipknot noise. It is an exciting slipknot noise. Mm. Uh, yeah, another thing that happened recently was um, I noticed Randy Blythe was uh, really sounding off on um, US gun laws. Obviously, uh, we're still in the wake of the, uh, the tragedy, um, the shooting in Florida. Um, and a lot of people, unsurprisingly, have felt the need to voice their opinions on that. Randy's never been someone to stay quiet on this kind of stuff. And I, I think anyone that's ever followed him for any amount of time won't be surprised by his thoughts on it. Um, but I've seen a lot of different artists kind of uh, talking together and debating this this thing between them and, and all this kind of stuff. And I just, I don't know, like, where Metal's at at the moment is a bit of a funny place in terms of politically and morally and all this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about when metal bands and, and prominent artists kind of decide to weigh in on this kind of stuff? Uh, obviously, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but when it kind of comes into 
I don't know if it's compromising their art, but being influenced by the uh, events going on and voicing their opinions from stages and in their music. I mean, where do you think that is there a line to be drawn there? Do you want to hear more bands take a stand? How do you feel about this kind of stuff? Definitely think bands should do if they feel that strongly about it. I watched a performance from Rage Against the Machine on YouTube recently and it said it was their first ever live show. I'm not sure if it was. Is that the one that looks like it's in a garden or something? Yeah, it looks like it's sort of at a local fate or festival or something. And they're on a stage and it's kind of daylight and there's a couple of guys in the front really going for it and then you get a few people walking past. But it was so cool to see them because from the very beginning they really had this clear image and this clear sound that was so strong. And you can just tell that they mean it and they've lived it and... Zach was like throwing himself around and that groove they just knew what they were doing and they had this mission and they went and did it and it was great so I think it can really really work and you could tell they just had to say something they had to make their music political and they did it and it really worked but um, obviously I mean, some bands against the machine are kind of probably the the example of a band that I mean politics doesn't just inform them it, it defines it, it defines them yeah. absolutely and then, you know, with other bands, it's just like that to varying degrees, you know, system of dip to tear in that water, although they're currently not making new music as far as we know. And then then oh, you get to this, then you get to this <laughs> other point of, you know, bands that kind of don't touch on it and then suddenly come out and say something. So then you're a little bit more, it could be a little bit confusing, you know, trying to marry up the music and the views but I guess the kind of the point I'm I'm interested in is that it, you know like you, you said system as well if you listen to System of a Down or you listen to um, uh, Raging's Machine or Architects or Gajira Let Live whoever there's certain bands that are very very like vocal and forward in yeah. their viewpoints and you know what you're getting when you listen to them yeah um, uh, but when it comes to kind of bands that maybe I don't know Randy's a good example of that because Lamb of God do write about a lot of different things, but they're probably not the first kind of band you would associate with politics necessarily. Um, you know, where where do you kind of sit on whether bands should let those kind of things influence what they do? Should people be using their platforms, basically, is what I'm saying? I think they've just got no choice if they feel that strongly. Mm. If Randy feels this strongly about gun laws, he's got no choice but to say something because he obviously feels some kind of obligation to say, I have got this public platform. He's been through a lot of stuff as well in his life. He's been very open about his views on things and his behaviour in the past and his current behaviour. And if he feels that strongly, he has to say something because otherwise he's going to feel like he's let himself down, I think. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. I mean, you know, we're we're all pretty much on the same side of the... Uh, us three are all pretty much on the same side of the you know spectrum politically and stuff. Mm. Um, I think anyone that follows us on Twitter or anything like that probably knows that. Um, but you also... Uh, people have to bear in mind that the world at large is not the same thing that's in your echo chamber. Um, and, and especially in the way Twitter has kind of, especially has kind of cultivated this atmosphere now where you're kind of surrounded by your own opinions all the time. And anytime you're, uh, you're kind of, like I said, your little bubble is intercepted by something else, you kind of push it straight out and get back to your own little world again. Um, do we believe in metal as a kind of power for positive change? Because for every Randy Blythe that we might agree with and we think is, you know, very succinct in his points and, um, you know, really seems to be impassioned in trying to make change for the better, you also have a Ted Nugent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you do, yeah. Don't are that. Are yeah, that yeah, 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 okay. Like... Okay, he's written two good songs, been... but the guy's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. He's been talking about the NRA for years, and every time something like this comes up, I don't know whether he's reacted to this, but yeah, he always does have a view. And as you said earlier, people are entitled to their views. 
Um, but I guess that might change how you feel about the person or the music if you don't agree with their views. And that's kind of where there's an interesting point, really. You know, do you just listen to the music and accept that for what it is, or do you listen to it knowing that you really fundamentally disagree with someone, something? Do you care? Do you not care? That's a, that's a very big point really, as well. And, and obviously, with a lot of stuff that's happened in the, um, not to get too off this particular thing, but in a lot of the stuff that's happened in the kind of wake of the Weinstein scandal and how that started to creep into our world as well. Um, that you know there is that issue of where do you draw the line in being able to to listen to an artist who has what you might consider abhorrent views I mean some people might think we have abhorrent views and that's fine and you're welcome to your opinion but you know I, I would find it difficult to ever sit and listen to Ted Nugent personally because I disagree with so much of what he stands Completely. for that I personally would find that difficult to reconcile with yeah, I don't listen to bands no, 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 I don't listen to bands I disagree with I, I've stopped listening to bands that have done things I find Bad for lack of a better word. Yeah, I don't listen to Pantera anymore after uh, right. Phil did. So that's a good example, outburst. really. You know, he's come out and said something. Okay, we're that's not really a specifically politicised issue, but he's absolutely come out and said something. Yeah, a he's done. Of times he's, yeah, he's done something that you know, I disagree with, and I sort of straw to put Pantera on, going, oh, but you're a bit of a dick. I think it's interesting to note as well that we talk about metal but obviously there's various different subcultures yeah of course in metal. it's not just about and like heavy metal yeah heavy metal but um, obviously hardcore as a scene uh, came up realistically through quite a liberal mm. left leaning viewpoint and, mm. and the community sprang out of that so the music for the most part is lyrically a lot you know a lot of it is sort of right on you know middle finger to the man you know fuck, mm-hmm. you know it's all be inclusive but you know but also fuck everyone so it's hard mm-hmm. but and anyway, so you've got this entire sort of subculture that is pretty much entirely left leaning mm-hmm. so which I've gotten that have a problem with but it is if there is suddenly a right wing hardcore band came out it might it might stick a little mm-hmm. i suppose which is which is weird I don't, I don't know what point I'm trying to make with this, but it's just that you've got this entire... Country music for it is sort of seen as like a right-wing thing. Right? So you don't really have many liberal country artists, if you know what I mean. I think there are hardcore right-wing artists. There's definitely some activity in America around KKK and Nazis. There's definitely some like homegrown oh, bands in the community exists, yeah. that do exist. But a lot of those bands exclusively play for those kinds of Yeah, gatherings. it's quite a self-catering audience, isn't it? Like, extreme... We're not talking just generally right-wing, but extreme right-wing... Extreme right-wing. Kind of, uh, yeah. you know, I guess alt-right hardcore, if that's the thing. People with exceptionally symbolic tattoos... Yeah. And potentially robes. <laughs> robes? <laughs> right, I see what you mean. <laughs> I was thinking, like, ceremonial robes. Like, well, yeah. Just a dressing gown. In hardcore? <laughs> that's a fucking look. Jesus, bad yeah. robes. It's an interesting one. I, I guess that it's not something that is ever going to really have a kind of end game or final point to. Um, for me personally, I think if you have a problem with Randy Blythe, um, you know, using his platform to express his opinion on gun laws, and I know that's a very divisive um, issue, especially for a lot of uh, people in America right now, then you know you don't have to follow him. You don't have to follow what he tweets or puts on Instagram or whatever um, and if you decide you want to carry on supporting him that that's up to you um, you know what I think about the issue is, is irrelevant to that really and I guess it's the same to you know some extreme right winger who decides that they want to 
sound off about you know immigration or whatever the hell they choose to do um, religion etc etc um, I think you've just got to kind of find your own moral line and just try and stick by it but everything's different it all kind of it all there's no metal is an endlessly sh- shifting world and I think it's going to be very interesting to see where things like political issues and morality and ethics kind of come into it all as it moves forward because we're in a world that's getting increasingly divided at the moment so it'll be interesting to see where music fits into that heavy music especially why can't we all just get along Merlin that would be nice wouldn't it let's all just get along and listen to the Metal Hammer podcast um, <laughs> we got some reader questions who's asking what what's going on well Liam Aaron Buckley asks what movie do you guys think has the best metal soundtrack it's not Finding Nemo I'm just putting that out there no I've already got mine <laughs> oh good oh. I already know what it is can you um, guess is it The Crow Oh, it, it, oh no! It wasn't. <laughs> I, gave a, I gave a better Eleanor answer than Eleanor did. So I just want that on record. I oh no! I was going to say Queen of the Damned, but The Crow is oh, Queen amazing. Of the, the Crow's got the cure, Nine Inch Nails, so good. Whereas Queen of the Damned, I, I sort of just love Jonathan Davis's work on that and the whole new metal feel. I love the Green and Down soundtrack. I don't think we looked for it on Spotify the other day, didn't we? Because Jonathan Davis has his new um, solo album coming out, and it reminded us of it. Um, and yeah, it's not. I don't think the the tracks because it had Static X on it, and it had yeah Manson's version of Redeemer is a classic. Disturbs, Disturbs, loads of good stuff on there. Static X. Was it the Matrix soundtrack that had um, Marilyn Manson on? It had Rock is Dead and all those tunes on. I might just make that up. Luke, you answer this while I go and find my phone and <laughs> see if I can remember what's on the soundtrack. See, I, to be honest, I'm drawing a massive blank over what is what metal songs have actually been in movies lately. I think I kind of it's sometimes it's easy to think of the movie. Like I love The Crow, I love Queen of the Damned because I love the dark aesthetic of the films. And I know like some people say Queen of the Damned is cheesy, uh, whatever. I don't care. And The Crow is just a classic film very excited to see what that remake does and those films are just they fit my personal aesthetic of darkness well, and the soundtracks go very well with the films if we're talking personal aesthetic Biscuit, Mission Impossible 2 oh so. mega massive song massive <laughs> I just want to say actually yeah the Matrix soundtracks listen to this first Matrix soundtrack had Rock is Dead by Marilyn Manson it's got Ministry on there uh, The Prodigy who are metal as fuck um, Rob Zombie, Deftones, Ramstein, Rage Against the Machine. It's pretty serious. I need to rewatch the, the Matrix. One, second one has Rob Zombie again, Deftones, POD. <laughs> POD. On what like happens to the days of metal soundtracks? What's the most recent metal soundtrack? I don't I know. It, there was, do you remember that, that period where most of the films were shit, but all the horror movies in the early 2000s yeah. had the most badass yeah, yeah. metal soundtracks, like Freddy vs. Jason and all those ones? Fucking There's got to be a recent film with a metal soundtrack, and I'm really drawing a blank. Please help. Uh, God, I can't think of one off the top of my head. The only thing that came to mind is when Zombieland, which is about 10 years old now, opened with For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is probably my favourite use of music in any film I've ever seen. That's metal as fuck. I love that. I really enjoy, uh, and it's not a metal song, but the end of Devil's Rejects where Freebird comes in, that whole scene, that's the best use of that song in any movie. I love it when you're watching like a TV show or something. 
and a metal song just comes on. You're like, yeah, it's my song. And you're not <laughs> yeah. expecting it. Yeah. Especially if it's a mainstream one. I don't know, like a teenage high school one or something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out Lord of the Rings as well because some of the Mordor orchestral segments are fucking oh, bad as hell. The Terminator soundtrack is also Oh, well, Terminator 2 theme is the, yeah. the greatest theme ever written. Uh, fuck you. Oh, you'll get me going now. But yeah, it is. <laughs> so there. Andrew Goodhue asks, besides baby metal, who is your favourite upcoming band out of Japan right now I'm not sure Baby Metal really count as upcoming anymore they kind of just turned up and took over the world but yeah. um, I mean well there's probably a good chance to talk about Love Bites actually I think so you're, we, you're a fan well uh, yeah I don't know yeah no I am a bit of a fan so Love Bites are this band who uh, all female Japanese band from Tokyo and basically uh, I'll set this scene about three four months ago maybe a bit longer um, I got sent a promo picture of these three stunningly gorgeous, um, really super glammed up looking uh, five piece uh, from Japan, all holding guitars. And, you know, for, for risk of sounding like a bit of a cunt, the, the way the photo was presented and the way it all kind of looked made me think, oh, this is, you know, someone's armed a girl band with guitars, is what I honestly thought. And I, I know that's a bit sexist, but it just, just felt like a gimmick, is what I'm getting at, basically. Um, and they were called Love Bites. And I ended up going to see them at the Underworld uh, a few weeks later because they came over here. Um, and what I don't know quite what I was expecting, but what I actually got was this really shred-heavy um, metal-as-fuck power metal band <laughs> who kicked the absolute shit out of their instruments and played these proper like gung-ho, maiden-inspired, high-tempo kind of speed metal power metal tunes. Um, and it's good. It's good. And people were really, really going mental for it. Um, I don't know where they come from. Uh, we're going to do a little bit more on them in an in issue coming up, so look out for that. Uh, but they're a real interesting anomaly that I think could be doing some big stuff over the coming years. So, um, uh, Love Bites, sorry, are definitely uh, ones out of Japan that I'm very much interested in. Was that a metal crowd? It was a very metal crowd, yeah, absolutely. There were some non-metal fans as well, and, uh, and I suppose, as it's inevitable, um, some people kind of dressed up in kawaii stuff. Um, I think maybe not coincidentally Hyper Japan might have been on in London that week okay. so I think a few people might have heard that there was like a Japanese band playing in the underworld and whatnot. Um, but yeah really interesting not my kind of bag at all I'm not a massive power metal guy per se but um, I'm very interested with what Love Bites are going to be up to um, I've heard there might be something coming from them soon as well the, the album came out last year if you want to go check it out um, but they, I think there might be something else coming and yeah very interested in Love Bites so that's my pick for upcoming Jap bands well, I went to see a little while back uh, X Japan at their big event, um, the Visual Japan Summit, which is pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. It was three days of Japanese bands, and each day was headlined by X Japan with a three-hour set plus encore, which was very, very intense. Um, and there were tons and tons of bands all kind of linked together by the Visual K scene. Um, probably the one that stands out to me was Versailles, but just because their outfits are so crazy, they just wear these insane dresses that are like dresses from what's the period in Versailles the royal period I don't period. know you, why are you looking at me for historical references good god anyway very sort of crazy dresses like I know what you mean you can find all this stuff online of? and in one of our issues I think I can't remember which one it was but yeah you can find all this stuff online they all look absolutely insane yeah so they showed me when she came back they just kind of came out of uh, they just kind of decided to wear these outfits and I sort of asked them what came first the outfits or the music and it was the outfits and they sort of built the whole concept around that so they just they just look incredible so they're really arresting to see interesting 
Any particular Japanese artists you're interested in at the moment, Luke? Uh, not so much now, but last year I went to see, I think it's probably around the time, Hyper Japan again. It seems seems to be a theme. Yeah, um, <laughs> a bandmate played The Underworld. Oh, uh, yeah, they're a pretty big deal. Yeah, who not as metal, they're much more rock and roll uh, than Love Bites. And this uh, is the band that literally dress up as maids. Yeah, dress up what? as like, yeah, like stereotypical maids, because apparently right. maid cafes are a thing. In Japan. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. And <laughs> that explains it. Yeah, that explains it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I think uh, I, I seem to try and remember now that the leader, I forget her name, sort of yeah worked in like a maid cafe and thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a band and they just sort of spun off from there really. But yeah, they just come out all female again and just yeah play like almost just Guns N' Roses sort of rock and roll really. There's definitely something brewing over there at the moment, and I think it's it's a very wide and varied culture of metal they've got growing up there. But I think baby metal could potentially be the tip of a very large iceberg. So I'm very interested to see what comes out of Japan in the coming weeks and months and years even. Uh, next question is from Henrik Eckerlund who asks uh, says not a question per se his word uh, but a request for a longer podcast please. Ah, Henrik. How we're, lovely. You want to hear more of us. You want to hear more of our lovely, lovely voices. Um, but yeah, I also ask, uh, is there anything you can tell us about the future of the podcast now that it's back? Well, we can tell you that it's certainly not going anywhere. Um, I know when, it come, when it's come to Metal Hammer's kind of uh, audio platforms, we've had a few, um, not false starts, but a few different things we've done over the years. We did the podcast way back when. Uh, we then had the Hammer Show, which ran very successfully for a few years. Uh, we also did the In Residence on Spotify, which you can still hear the three of us on Spotify if you look up Metal Hammer In Residence. It's kind of like a radio show we did on there. Um, but we are very much doing this podcast. It's not going anywhere. And yeah, we're stoked to be back. We're glad people are enjoying it. And as far as the length goes, yeah, we'll see. We're kind of toying with the format for now. Mm. Um, let us know what you think. Go over, to the, go over to the Metal Hammer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk slower. Let's <laughs> uh, go over to the Mount Hammers Readers page on Facebook. Come join us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. But you'll certainly be hearing more exclusive interviews, uh, more details behind our new issues, loads of cool shit. Um, we're just getting started. It's yeah. going to be great. There are two full length separate shows coming of, of, of interviews. There's one with Judas Priest coming, which will be about half hour long, and an Andrew WK one, which will be about half an hour long nice. as well. And what, what cunning young journalists bag those, Luke? Some legend. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Al. No, it was Morton. Well done. So, yeah, we, we ain't going nowhere, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. So, we're delighted to have you all with us. William Alex Young asks What sort of sounds or genres do you think will come to emerge or dominate the metal scene in the next five to ten years? Well, I've got my first choice for this. I know exactly what you're I know say. exactly what you're No, saying. you don't! Have we talked no. about this yet or not? I can't remember. No. No? We know. Yes. Yeah, go on. Good. But three podcasts in, I finally got a chance to rant about Synthwave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a movement bubbling um, under the surface of the underground at the moment that um, has, as Al and Luke will, to their frustration, probably tell you, absolutely dominated my headphones and speakers over the past few months. Um, Synthwave is this fascinating, ongoing evolution in, I guess, dance music more than anything, which is essentially... A ton of DJs who are also massive metalheads playing sped up, super synthesized uh, versions of songs that basically sound like they were plucked from 80s montages. Um, bands like Perturbator, Carpenter Brute, uh, Ghost or Ghost. Still haven't worked out how to pronounce that. I'm obsessed with them and I don't know how to say it. Yeah, exactly. Ghost um, uh, was a great one from last year. Dan Terminus. Um, it's all kind of a very similar. Uh, again synthesised electronic leaning style of music that they all play there's not a whole lot of variation between most of them 
but I just think it's all absolutely fucking brilliant and the most fascinating thing about it is that when you go to those shows we went to see Perturbator um, in uh, Yulu or whatever it's called now Yulu sorry Student Student Central in London um, and you go to these shows and it's all metalheads there the music couldn't be less metal in terms of you know literally not having any riffs in it or anything um, but it's it's really striking a chord with metal fans and, and these guys have gone and played some of the heaviest black metal festivals in the world they've been to like Inferno Festival I think and stuff like that over in Norway and they're getting quartz painted spiked up Dimmu Borgir fans to pick up glow sticks and go mental and yeah. I find it fascinating and I and I genuinely think it's only just getting started I'm very excited about it if you want a good example of stuff Perturbator's album um, oh what was it called New Breed well, the new one, new model. New model, that's it, thank you. Yeah, Perturbator's album from last year, New Model, is probably the best recent one. Um, and I really like Dan Terminus's um, album, uh, Automated Refrains, which came out last year as well. Go check those out. They are unlike anything else going on in Metal Line now, and they're fucking great. Well, there's going to be yeah. loads of people who are like, well, we've been listening to this stuff for years on the goth scene. So, like, <laughs> why are you just kind of, you know, well, talking, point, yeah. talking about this as if it's new? And, uh, Some I'd, of it is new L. I would say. They all go to slime like every weekend. I would say <laughs> that there's some truth in that. But I also think what, <laughs> what you've said, there's some truth in my own point that I've made. But also, what I would say is um, I agree the fact that it's kind of bubbling up now and you have got them playing these metal festivals, and that seems to be the key difference. It's sort of a shift in where this is happening and what this is sounding like and who is listening to it. And yeah, mm. I'm totally in on Perturbator and Ghost. I cannot stop listening to that record. Sorry, Ghost, if it's Ghost. I don't know. We'll find we out by next time. It's the mysterious. Uh, but yeah, Ghost or Ghost. The reason we don't want to call him Ghost is because there's obviously the main Ghost. Um, uh, he, he wears a skull mask, which just makes him cool. There's so, a really good, and no one needs seems to know who any of these fuckers are either. There's a really good bleepy Goth song on that one that just makes me feel like I'm in a club and I love it. It's really, really good. So yeah, that's my pick. What else is kind of is rising up through Hardcore. the Hardcore. <laughs> that hot young genre <laughs> but there just seems to be more and more in different kinds of hardcore bands every single day all over the world it just seems like everyone is playing hardcore talking mm-hmm. about hardcore it does seem to be where a lot of the I want to almost say creativity in heavy music is coming from and a lot of the kind of support networks that build up scenes seems to be coming from from hardcore and actually when you look at a lot of the exciting bands in the scene now um, three of them are on our tour Code Orange Venom Prison and Power Trip they all come from hardcore backgrounds and they all come from a hardcore scene so it's definitely producing some good shit at the moment and we were listening to Crime Watch yesterday and they're very uh, yeah. kind of uh, that's very like old school hardcore but there's someone like Code Orange is mixing it with industrial so mm-hmm. like you said about creativity there's kind of scope for all these different kinds of sounds mm-hmm. it seems there's a lot of bands playing around with stuff absolutely very exciting what, and what are you, what are you back into well, it's, like, it's, it's a they're both what I was going to say really hardcore is obviously yeah since not since Code Orange but all eyes are on hardcore accelerated so, by Code Orange yeah, definitely I've on it since then but I think I think the the sort of shoegazy post black metal thing is coming back round again which I'm happy about because oh yeah that's Morton's kind of trademark <laughs> big big fan of because obviously there's meant to be a new Death, Death Heaven album this year very very excited uh, the new Mole album or, or which is coming that's here, a great is, album. which is fucking great the new Harry Curry for the Sky Records great. Uh, pretty much one of those things like, same with Synthwave it's just any band that does that sort of thing you're going to like it because you like that genre yeah excellent yeah loads of good shit going on Marco LG says which bands do you really like that most others at Metal Hammer don't get I mean there's one obvious answer here. 
And Elle knows what it is. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> Elle loves disturbs. Fucking loves them. And I'm not talking about, like, probably where most of us lie, which is down with the sickness comes on in a club and we all lose our minds. Elle is a dedicated disturbed follower. Well, I think it was because... <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not going to feel any shame or guilt about this. So you shouldn't. We don't do guilty pledges here. Just it was basically clear. when I started like like. going to metal clubs underage, just would be on, and it was just one of those things where I just got really into them, and I just never really stopped liking them. And yeah, they're just, you know, good to sing along to, good to put on. Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of been weirdly for something we've got going on coming up. I've been, I can't believe I'm about to say this, I've been revisiting Ailstorm. <laughs> I, uh, again, I liked Ailstorm. I was there at their first Bloodstock performance. I got a picture oh, with them because that's very exciting. I was there, Day I, one. I, I was there watching them at, what was it called? Hard Rock Hell, like 10 well, years ago. So I think I reviewed their album for Soundshop, which is the website I used to write for, actually. Um, but yeah, I've been revisiting them recently and uh, I forgot as much as they are the most ridiculous band to ever set foot in our scene. They do have some good songs. Yeah, they do. And Dragon Force as well. I kind of went off on a little kind of power metal, folk metal bender. And um, uh, yeah, Dragon Force is another one, which we probably don't champion much through The Office, but they got jams. My attention span isn't good enough sometimes for Dragon Force. Isn't that a good thing, though? Because their songs just go all over the place, don't they? Yeah, but I f- it's sort of too diversionary for me. Fair. Good word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Nice. What's I learned more, it more? myself. There's nothing you like, I don't think. No, 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 Jack of yeah, all yeah. trades, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, there's nothing that springs to mind where if I, if I put it on, everyone's going to go, oh, fuck this. But yeah. I do, I don't... When you mentioned Ailstorm, I was just thinking, like, you know what? When you put it on the other day in the office, we all went, I know this one, I like this one. <laughs> so weird. And you like very, very, very noisy stuff, which is great, but sometimes if, you know, you've just got up in the morning or something and you put something on, it's a bit much. I can't think of any examples of bands, though. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> no, no, no. I say like very, very noisy, horrible music a lot of the time, but also, yeah. also, but also a lot of fun bands as and well. Long may it continue. We'll be talking a bit more about Elstorm for something special we've got coming up in a future issue. So watch out for that. Uh, and that's it, really. Um, Turnstile's brand new album, Time and Space, is streaming right now on Metal Hammer. It's officially out on Spotify and everything else um, on Friday. God, I went to Spotify first. Check oh, me out. You're Millennial so right here, everybody. Uh, it's officially out on Friday, but it's streaming right now on metalhammer.com. Go check it out. We were just talking about how productive and brilliant the hardcore scene has been recently, and that is an album you need to hear immediately. Get it in you. Um, Luke, you're going to Conjurer tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah, for the, the debut album of the year so far. They're going to play it in full. It's Big shout, I back it. Great. Are they playing it in full? Apparently, yeah. Amazing. I can't wait to hear about that. And hell, you're going to see King 810? I am. Oh, big I'm one. I'm going to run over and see that. Run over? From where? Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I asked because I didn't know what it was going to be. That is brilliant. Oh, God. I forgot you do Tai Chi. Excellent. So Elle's going to be ready to kick some ass spiritually. Uh, to give ten, and Luke will be at Condra we'll, hear, we'll be reviewing both those gigs on the podcast next week we'll also be revealing our brand new issue it's an absolute screamer we will see you then goodbye everybody bye, bye.